You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's going on? What up, what up? What up, people? Sorry for How's the my connection? Pretty How's my good. audio? Am I cutting out? Am I dropping? Am I am I are all my emotions happening? Am I fluid right now? Those types of shenanigans don't happen when I'm here, Jimmy. <sighs> That's true. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it from anybody tonight, okay? I'm doing what I can with my connection. I don't know what the F is going on with it. What the F is going on? Uh ho hummish. Um Sort oh, of Come on. Ho hum. Ho hum. This was a classic case of my guys are better than your guys game, uh, which is great. Oh, that's everybody who plays the Pistons. Yeah, right but now. you know what I mean? Is It was just, yeah, we're just going to. They took care player, of business. My players are better than your players, so we're just going to win sort of game. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum took the whole first half off, and then he was like, all right, <laughs> gone. What do I need to do? Yeah. Came Third out quarter, with, quick 15 in, in like, what, three minutes? Something stupid five, like that. Five, at, at the 505 mark of the third quarter when the Pistons called the timeout, 505 into the third quarter, he'd scored 16 points. Went from 5 to, five to 21, just like that. Yeah. Um, and, nice, nice looking shots over defenders, a couple step back threes. Yeah. Um, just doing his thing. Getting the, a couple of games or a couple of days ago, it was more like, at the rim type stuff tonight it was more just you know i'm gonna do it from beyond the arc so this guy's letting everybody know that you know one one game it's one way the next game it's another way it doesn't matter he's gonna he's gonna find his points he's gonna get his yeah and we talked about it last year jimmy like you know why is, why are jason tatum's bad games so bad you know like yeah. you know he just said they were bad they superstars don't have bad games like that now his bad games are kind of like 27 you know like i mean it's just yeah. <laughs> you know uh, so this was ridiculous you know the uh uh brown was uh you know brown carried them offensively in the first half uh third Shout straight- out big big hands brown tonight you can see the hands the hands got a little bit bigger tonight i don't know if yeah. anyone was watching from last episode but it was uh quite the segment we had on hand size and i want to emphasize it was hand size um apparently allegedly Jalen brown's hands might not be as big as other people's hands, but didn't look, look to be a, like it was a problem tonight. So shout out Jalen Brown's hands. Um, and he looked, he looked like he was ready to go tonight. I don't know. Maybe last game, maybe, you know, he was in a bad mood before a game or something just wasn't on there. But tonight, a couple nice dunks. Um, you know, he was active. The three, you know, that he had that nice little sequence where I think he, well, we had the three pointer at the end of the 
third quarter, was it? Or one of the quarters, he had a three right before the end. Then he had a nice sequence where it was just point, rebound, little nice. And then on the other end, it was like a nice little sort of step back. Might have been on Cade Cunningham. I'm not sure who it was. No. But um, he did his thing, 30 points. I mean, 11 to 19. Damn, you'll take that. 30-30 for Brown. You know what? The stat that matters the most is the last one you got there. Zero turnovers. After seven. And you do like to see that because that was a that was a gross game he had last game. And I'm glad I wasn't here for it. I am um, too. That would have been tough to sit through. Yeah. You didn't miss you didn't miss a a, a, a you know, you didn't miss much with, with that performance. Let's put it that way. I, I'm glad I wasn't there for it because it's just, you know, that kind of stuff that drives you nuts. Uh, the zero turnovers is good, um, but you know it's whatever. Good. Thirty thirty from Brown and Tatum. Like I said, it was just so hum. It's just like uh, we've got all these stars over here, and they're going to each drop thirty, and then we're just going to win. And this dude Hauser, who didn't play a minute last year, is going <laughs> to score twenty four, um, and he's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you know the 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 sad part of this. He game, couldn't play last year, John. He couldn't play. Couldn't remember? couldn't have played in Ime's defense. Played. Nope. No, no, no. Um, it worked. And you even got some, you know, Jimmy was gifted some Peyton Pritchard minutes, but um, certainly uh, under okay. the worst under the worst circumstances, because Jimmy's other guy, Malcolm Brogdon, left the game um, yeah. late in the second quarter, did not return. I thought I saw a play where he kind of went, made a hard jab step on the baseline. I thought he might have twi- twi- twisted an ankle or something. He looked towards the bench. Um, he played a few more trips up and down the court. Obviously felt something grab. It was a hamstring. He's had hamstring things before. Um, it's a hammy. This isn't good for my bold prediction. This is not good for my bold prediction, which was that Malcolm Brogdon would play all 82 games. And I knew it was bold when I made it. That's the point of the bold prediction. If it comes true, it's like a very pie-in-the-sky type prediction. That being said, you know, the way he's been playing, which has been great, and the anchoring that second unit and giving them everything they need – this is – I'm not putting it high on the a panic meter because it's a hamstring – it's hamstring tightness. And, you know, he maybe he takes a game off, you know. I mean, they got a back-to-back coming up here Friday, Saturday. So, I don't know how much they want to push it. So, I can see maybe one of those games being a day off. I don't – hamstrings are not a one-game thing. No, but if it's just tight – they're just saying tightness. So, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just needs a – couple days he got ruled out in no time um so they were up and they probably thought you know what this game's probably in control look just have him sit it out yeah hamstring could it be a couple of games and you and that's it sure can it be six weeks also sure oh come on hamstrings are weird man you don't know i mean you're weird Again, I it's just a, don't want to go down that dark path. It's all. just a can't we have nice things sort of thing, you know? Like everything's working here, you know? Um, everything's know. working. So yes, we're all hoping for the oh yeah, he was fine, precautionary sort of thing, and that's what they'll say, and then everyone will say, "Shut up, John." They said yeah. he's fine, and then and then he'll miss like fourteen games, and then we'll be like, "Oh, so it's nobody wants him to be out." Oh. So you so you guys shut up, but. It's a guy with Matt. No, you shut up. You're no, like you Bobby be- in the last show. Tatum like slipped on the court and Bobby was like, 
not what you want to see. Uh, like that's he wanted to like lead with that. I'm like, dude, it's fine. And look, okay, was Joe, fine. you know what? Hamstrings are not weird, tricky injuries. It's fine. It's obviously fine. It's fine because we want it to be fine. Okay, you're move gonna, on. You're yeah, uh. you're gonna say. Oh, it'd be better if you know, it's like the Kemba Walker injury. It'd be better if it was an ACL. They should just chop this thing <laughs> off. All right. The guard report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet online features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, it's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50 again. BetOnline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit. Use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah. Can, yeah. If you remove, if you remove the hamstring, you can't. It's you can't guys, pull the hamstring. I'm certain he's fine. I'm certain of it. I'm certain he's fine. He'll be back next game. I'm certain of it. Don't worry. He's fine. I don't even think, hey. honestly, I think he could have played in the fourth if they needed him. Do they call you Dr. Jim or do they call me Dr. Jim? I'll tell uh, you guys when there's something to worry about. And that's after I do my research. Guys. On hamstring injuries. Yes. Tightness. If it's, if it's, it's tightness. If it's brown with a hamstring, you get worried. If it's, if it's Brogdon with anything, you get worried. If it's Rob with anything, you get worried. That's there's true. just guys you worry with about. With the Brogdon name attached, there's a little bit more confidence. There's guys you worry about and guys you don't. Everybody's just kind of sitting there like, is he, he's going to be okay. He's, yeah. he's going to play all these games. He's going to be have fine. You don't amputate, do you? So, yes, we'll all be happy. We'll all be happy uh, if and when Brogdon is fine, which I'm sure he is. There's no reason for anybody to worry at all. None. None, no, guys. You know what? There is so no many doomers in the chat. Oh my goodness gracious, guys! The smartest thing you've ever said was, "There's no reason to worry because worrying's no not going to fix anything. Worrying's not going to change anything. We might not ever see him play again, okay? But you can't worry about it because it's guys, not going to change. He's the fine, fact. guys. Anyway, um, yes. It's a good time to it's a good time to remind our, our viewers that tonight's episode <laughs> is brought to you by com.com dot com slash garden. We'll get there. I know. I'm just saying, you know, if you if you find yourself getting a little too worried about something, you might want to just flip on that app. Just Joe Mazzula says break. of super in a super encouraging way with no worry at all and nothing. Anyone needs to be con- Brogdon is still being evaluated and they will find out more tomorrow. That totally sounds like nothing. No big deal. We're fine. OK, totally good. They're evaluating it. They're making sure that they have all the information before they jump to conclusions, like some people. <laughs> it's totally good. It's totally good. Yep. It's fine. It's fine because we want it to be fine, Jimmy. So I'm fine. It's I'm fine on. until it's not. No, it's fine until it's not fine. So do you like? What do you think of that comment? Does that would that would you not have been more assured by a comment that said, "Oh, it's just precautionary. He felt something grab, but he was fine. He honestly could have maybe come back in." We're still evaluating it, and we'll find out more tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> do I love that comment? Was that what That's I wanted fine. to hear? I wanted, I wanted to hear something hear. else. 
I wanted to hear something a little bit more. Yeah, you know, you know, like you said, you, you know, yeah. yeah, he, you know, precautionary. We felt pretty comfortable with with letting him sit the rest of the game. I didn't want to hear him say we'll reevaluate or we'll wanted to hear something more, something better. That's but we're gonna it. wait. We're but gonna wait. We're gonna fine. And you know what? Fine. With the Celtics, you can always believe what they say too about injuries. They've never steered us down the wrong path in the history of the organization. Totally. And the Celtics are totally upfront with injuries, which They're is another thing. Another thing everyone's got going for them here. Yeah. They tell usually tell like it is. <laughs> they don't make you wonder if they don't have you counting down the days wondering if it's gonna match up to what they said. So yeah, no, nothing. It's fine. Anyways, yeah. what else? Anyway, so what else do we have? Um, we have Bobby and Josue and Sherrod at the garden. Sherrod's doing his Detroit thing, so he's gonna be a little late. Um He's got his people oh, there. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, we won't. We won't. He's see connected. Him no, he's, he's coming plans. on. Yeah. He's probably got plans. Sherrod, listen. Whenever, whenever the Pistons are in town, Sherrod's like the mayor of the TD Garden. Whenever the Pistons come to town, he knows everybody within the organization. He knows the reporters. He knows some of the players probably still somehow. That's just. Life and life being Sherrod Blakely. So. Yeah, let's see what life being Josue Pavone is like tonight. Hopefully, Ooh, they're, what hopefully, up, fellas? Hopefully, they're making a lot of noise there. Okay. What up, Joe? Uh, relatively speaking, most of, more more than music. Uh, they got some people on the crowd. I mean, on the on the floor uh, shooting. Yeah. What a game! What a game! What a game! Um, uh, it, offense. Something else. It's a whole home game, Josue, according to some. I saw what? No, it was a ho hum game. Some might oh, say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's all about the two stars, right? Tatum and, and, and Brown. Hauser. <laughs> and Hauser. Hauser yeah. was what third in scoring? Incredible. Yeah, man. It's career awesome. high. Give him his flowers. Yeah, this might be this might be a, a two three week one where he continues to make a new uh, career high in scoring because that's how that's how dialed in he is right now. And I just can't wait for the. The big test Friday night against the Denver Nuggets, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be a show. Joe Sway, what do you think of this Malcolm Brogdon injury? It's it's all we can talk about right now. Thoughts? Oh, you guys led with that, huh? What do you know? John is definitely back in the hosting chair. No, um, <laughs> it sounds more of a precautionary thing. You know, I can't wait to see what Joe Mazzula says, but at the same time, uh, well, he's probably gonna. He's gonna, he's gonna oh, it's, it's nothing. I'm so glad nope. He said he's still being evaluated. We'll know more tomorrow. That doesn't sound super sunny. Ooh, no, it doesn't. But he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, but with the way this team is going off, at, oh, I see what you said. <laughs> with the way this team is going off, especially with the second unit, that's not good. That's no, not good. that's what I mean. That's the bummer. Is like, leave it alone, please, everybody. Yeah. Like, don't mess with this. Here. Yeah. No, it's fine. Everyone got mad because I was like, oh, I'm really concerned because Malcolm Brogdon has an injury history and hamstrings could be tricky. Well, and everyone's like, John, you're the worst guy who's ever well, lived. John, you did say it could be six months. I mean, we don't know. I said it six weeks. Six. Oh, we've <laughs> never, none of us have ever played fantasy football, right? And had a guy who's got a, who's got Keenan Allen on their team. Tell me about hamstrings. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, you, it's not you, good news. Every hamstring I mean, injury is different. Everybody should have had this in the back of their mind. If not, you know, this is what this is, what, this is the track record of Michael Brogdon. I mean, it's bad news. It's not good, but uh, you know, to to go hand in hand with that, it's going to be even more difficult for a Celtics team that's not going to take any chances here. I mean, they, they they're eyeing the NBA Finals, so it's not like they're going to 
try you know, make sure that he's back on the floor within a week or so. They're going to make sure that he's 100%, not even if he's 90%. You're not going to see Michael Brogdon. The season is over. All right. I'm just kidding. I mean, I wouldn't put it that way, but this is the uh, this, this is this is the adversity that we're talking about, right? What is going to do when, when things are when things are going well, right? If you want going well up until you know yeah. game eleven, if you want Malcolm Brogdon to suffer a hamstring injury, you want it to come in game eleven, not game like seventy eight. Um, sure. when you're heading into That's the playoffs. True. So it's fine. You're not going to get through an entire season without people, whatever. And it's much better than something like, say, something that requires surgery or something. Hamstrings, that stuff happens. Brown missed a bunch of games last year with it early. Uh, the kind of stuff you want to get out of control, under control, but you don't want it. You don't want Malcolm Brogdon's name attached to any sort of injury, particularly the soft tissue ones, because those are the ones that get you with like, um, you know, injury prone stuff. Like if he jumped up, came down on somebody's ankle foot, twists his ankle and everyone starts throwing an injury prone label at him. I'd be like, ah, that's just bad luck. But when you get those pulls and those tweaks and those groins and those hammies, that's the stuff that follows injury prone guys around. It feels like, so you never want to see it. Um, so whatever it is, what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, John. If if it's not something that, clearly obvious that happened in the game it's just it's not a good thing i mean it's a sign of someone who's been battling injuries throughout his career you know pretty much yeah all right look it's that guys i mean jesus it's the headline in a game where you beat a team that you're supposed to beat by 15 points in a wire-to-wire sort of victory losing a guy who's been key to your success and wondering whether he's going to be okay is an obvious headline here it's not ridiculous to talk about it but We'll stop talking about it because it's triggering some people and Jimmy has something he wants to say. <laughs> no, I got a stat, that's all. Yeah. <clears throat> Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have each scored 30-plus points in the same game 15 times as teammates. That is the third most by any pair of teammates over the last 30 seasons. Can you guys guess who the other two pairs of teammates are? Give it to us one more time. 30 seasons. Okay, so two teammates have scored 30 points in the same game. 15 times only two other teammates have done that over the last 30 years so since 19 what 92 a lot of different iconic teammates within that time frame celtics teammates no in the nba gotta be shaq and kobe shaq and kobe that's one that is one they're by the way they're trailing these two they're they're third out on the list so Shaq and Kobe are, uh, it, it appears, number one. There's another pair of teammates. If it's Jordan and Pippen, I'm going to be upset. It's not. Okay. I was going to say, it's too obvious. It's, I'll just um, tell you. Shaq and Penny Hardwood. I don't know. No. John, do you want to guess or do you want me to tell you? No. No. <laughs> Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. So... Kind of some good, uh, good, good company team. to be in right now. A lot of good, a lot of guesses in the comment section. Not if Malcolm Brog is going to be out, Jimmy. Very close, but apparently these guys aren't quite there yet. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. Um, so uh, it, uh, other things worth talking about. Obviously, the Jays going 30-30 is fine. Marcus Smart, third straight. Um, uh, double digit assist game uh, again yeah. what's so funny is like yeah. everybody can live with this marcus 
the one who doesn't shoot well, but doesn't shoot a lot. Everyone can live with this. Plus 22. I, I didn't love like, I don't, I didn't love his threes, but he didn't take that many of them. I don't love early in the clock threes from Marcus Smart. The first two were with, you know, 12 seconds, 13 seconds into the clock. I always want to see him work the shot for a better shot. I think even maybe the first three were all, even though the third one was a very good look. But the other couple, just keep working it. No, understand. I don't, but he didn't stay with it forever. Then he had a wild drive. He kind of got blocked one time. So like offensively, he didn't get his own thing going, but that's, you don't care. That's not what you want. When you have all of these guys on the court and you've got other shooters out there and other people who can score, just distribute. He had nine at the half, finished with 11 uh, total. It's his third straight double digit assist game. I love this, Marcus. I do too. Yeah, especially because you you can tell he's, where his mindset is at, especially to start the game. I mean, penetrating the paint, Getting, you know, having the handle to get through the defense, which I think has is, is also been something that's been overlooked in terms of his improvement and, and, and just knowing where the guys are, like picking guys, whether it's a guy in a corner or knowing he can beat someone one on one and take him to the rim. I mean, that's the markers I like. You know, that's the one that's been most successful throughout this season, especially in the last three games. So he's got to keep this thing going, especially if Malcolm Brogdon's going to be missing time. Don't stop talking about Brogdon. You guys are obsessed. <laughs> I, I, I didn't I, bring it up. I kind of am right now because I, I just think he's that I important. Mean, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no, you I'm missed the first 15 minutes. He's been leading it and how Sam Hauser is about to, you know, the whole NBA players are talking about him soon. And you, you guys hit me with this Malcolm Brogdon stuff. I'm like, man. I'm just kidding. I, I, I brought it up and, you know, it's it, it's okay because he's fine. The uh, Go ahead, Jimmy. This is a good smart for sure. I mean, I think ideally, yeah, I mean, two points is probably on the lower end of what you want to see you end up with. But to be – the pass first guard, and he had some really nice passes tonight. I mean, some some crazy ones. The the diving one there that saved it to go out of bounds in that fourth quarter. I don't even think he gets an assist on that one, does he? But um, it was a great play, and he had a couple other nice like little fancy little passes. So uh, Marcus Smart's doing his thing. He's getting everybody involved, and if that's sort of the mentality that he has, I mean, he that's that's some. You get in a little bit of a of a zone that way, and you start thinking that way. You know, now he's starting to think pass, pass, pass instead of, like John said, the early three point in the shot clock. Also, when when Tatum and Brown are getting it going the way they are, I mean, it's pretty easy to just keep feeding Tatum when he's hot like that in the third quarter. Um, you just want to find guys that that are gonna make you look good, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just get on the ball and then get out of the way. Get right. out of the way. Um, one of those nights for sure. That was incredible. Speaking of get out of the way, uh, somebody I, like I, I don't want to wake up from this Sam Hauser dream. I'm kind of waiting like one day, all of a sudden, like it's just going to not be this way. But like yeah. he's a, again, he's legit automatic. Um, he's freaking automatic. I said it. I said it even at the beginning of the year. He's going to shoot. Even his missed shots are pretty. Like, it's, he's going to shoot freaking 50% from three. My question is like, there's no stopping this, right? It's not like you can play the Celtics and be like, let's key in on Hauser. Like that's just how right. it's going to be. If he's out on the floor and he's out there when you have, you know, and again, typically he's been playing his minutes with that Brogdon Tatum white second unit lineup. And you've got the ball whipping around the paint. And you've got guys who can attack the paint. He's just open, and he, and that's it. I mean, the fact that he can get twelve threes off, and they were clean looks, is just insane. That he's going to get that many opportunities when he's out there to score, and like he's not just there. Like we talked about it 
back with Neesmith, right? He, the Neesmith minutes when he was Ooh. out there. And gr- I Trigger know, warning. I know. Trigger but, warning. You can't just say that name and not expect people to react. But, but here's the thing with Neesmith that would drive us crazy, right? Neesmith would be out there, and he's the one thing he's supposed to do is be able to shoot. And the reality is he couldn't, and it's possible that he never was really as good a shooter as, as we thought. Celtics kind of you know, bought into something. It was fool's gold, small sample size. Doesn't matter. They thought he could shoot. And supposedly right. in practice, he was in lights out, you know, the best practice shooter they had on the team. Then they put him out there and never, ever, 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 ever work the ball around to him to get a shot. So he'd literally just run around like a lunatic for eight, <laughs> ten minutes, so just slamming into people, doing crazy things, and none of it involves him doing the one thing he's supposedly out there to do, which is catch the ball, shoot the ball. And we're he like, what the hell is he out, out there. there for? And then Hauser goes out there, and he's like, just having a bing, 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 bing. I'm just going to sit back here. That's what you're supposed to do, right? But I never understood yeah. it. Like, I never understood why they didn't do it with the – with, with Neesmith in the limited time, Hauser's not not just out there and they forget about him and Jalen and Jason put their head down and dribble. They're looking right. for him all the time. Like as soon as they see he has a little daylight and somebody helps off of him, guys are immediately looking to see where he is to get it to him. He's a legit weapon. Right. But he's also constantly looking for just great shots overall. I know the majority. Yeah, the of them other problem is Neesmith, Neesmith just stand next to Jalen exactly. Brown and be like, "Are you, yeah. you going to pass to me?" He's like, "No, you're right there. Hauser's <laughs> moving. Like, clear out, man. <laughs> Go like, somewhere else. Exactly. I, I'm here. Go no, roll no. around in the mud over there." How many, how many of those backdoor cuts had Pistons? Defenders just like, wait, where is he? Where did he go? Yeah. He never stays still. And he's constantly yeah. looking for the best shot. A lot of the times it's behind the arc, obviously, because he can make those, but that's why he's getting the ball. He's fighting for those opportunities. And he's doing a damn good job while doing it because you can tell he's improved. Like this isn't the same player we saw last year playing in garbage time. I mean, between the offseason, summer league, training camp. I mean, he's just it's, it's just everything's clicking for him right now. And, but, and, and when he when he goes, you in, think he's too, that much different, or they finally just used him? It. I think that was different. Really? Honestly, I mean, it's a little How bit much of both. Can he be? He's but I also shots. that was what he was supposedly good at last year too. Yeah, but you know, there was a lot of the times where it felt like he had to take like a, a dribble or two, or he had to took him a second, or, or if someone was in his face, he just looked uncomfortable. Now it's like he's got his eye focused on focused on the target, and it doesn't matter who's in front of him. It doesn't matter how much time he has to, to let that to let that you know shot off. It, it's going in, and if not, even his misses are halfway down the hoop. You know, like. It's just it just seems like his fundamentals, like his footwork has improved to a level where it's second nature. He's not he's not, you know, thinking too hard about what he has to do when he gets out there. Also, he's not like, oh, I have to score or I'm going to get benched. You know, he's just going with the flow of the offense. I think Neesmith was just like, this is my tryout. This is it. I got to knock down two threes or I'm never playing again. Like, oh, my God, if I never does that. But but so much of it is down to (laughs) just playing the guy. And like, you know, and, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, with Neesmith, it was he was terrified. He'd miss his first shot would just go clanking off of something. And then he'd be like, I'm never going to play again. And then he wouldn't play again. They'd be like, well, that well, was that's a shot. The thing. He would, he would, he would, he would be very cognizant of the fact that he wasn't hitting shots. So he would overcompensate in every other aspect of the game, yeah. including like hustle. But he would just be like a wrecking ball out there. And just anybody in his way would end up hurt, knocked into and be like, what's this guy's deal? Like, what's he doing? He just like 
hit me in the head. What's like, he doing know. over there? He just yeah. elbowed me, and like he, just, like, he kept. And he just he, he, this is Neesmith. Just like he's just a bowler yeah. out there on the court. Yeah. He's never where he's Got supposed to be. All right, but with Hauser, even when he's not, I mean, listen, having Hauser out there, and yeah, let's say you have Grant out there too. I mean, those guys are opening up the floor like crazy for guys like Tatum and Brown, because you eventually, yeah, I mean, they're obviously letting leaving Hauser open, but eventually, if if Hauser and Grant Williams are hitting three pointers at the clip that they are, if they continue to do that, defense is going to have no choice but to you know shade a little bit further over to them, which is going to allow guys like Tatum and Brown to get to the hoop, to get their mid range shots up, and just like prevent the double teams. Like there's so many different things you can do with a guy like Hauser out there hitting these shots. I mean, listen, 50% is obviously unattainable, but let's, I mean, there's no reason to believe he's not going to be above 40% this year. I mean, right. I mean, that's, that would be that him and Grant. I mean, if those guys are shooting it at that clip, it just makes things a lot easier. I feel like for Tatum and Brown to find other ways to score, to find themselves in more one-on-one situations and then to dish and drive and uh, drive and dish. So, yeah, like, see with Marcus. Marcus's assist is going to come a lot easier too. Like, if he's yeah, when you have people who can shoot, when you pass to them, right. absolutely, exactly. Yeah, so. I mean, the offense is elite. They're scoring a buck twenty a game at this point. You're right. I mean, more buckets lead to more assists. There's no question about it. But I want to hit on what Joe Squay said. Like, I'm still not sure. I I don't. This way, maybe he's different. We just didn't see him last year, so we don't really know. Like, how different is he? Um, we gotta go versus, to Maine. Gotta I mean, but when he would Maine. go there, he'd score yeah. a zillion points in Maine. He was scoring so free. His numbers in Maine when he was playing were so ridiculous, and obviously, it's Maine. It's not comparable. But then you just watch the guys that they had here with Romeo and Neesmith and this desperate need for a wing scorer. And you'd put them in there and those guys would just be so disappointing so consistently. And people were begging for it. Like, why not just give this guy a shot? And we're like joking about it. Like he must be so bad and so slow and so unplayable on defense that he's never someone that they could ever, ever, ever use. Then all of a sudden they're just like, no, Hauser's a big part of what we're doing. And we're like, what? So, like, I didn't believe it. And then he's out there and he, like, looks terrific. And it just it still blows my mind why this wasn't this guy wasn't given an opportunity. I'm going to put something up from one of our Twitter users. Three, Sam. How to have a three, Sam? Why not? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, right? Oh, yeah, okay. Jim, you weren't there. You weren't there. Yeah, Saturday. That's his, uh, that's his new nickname. <laughs> For now, at least. I'm just under the, the graphic. Under the monitor Celtics highlights, uh, a Twitter follower uh, submitted this, so I'm putting it up there. Uh, Jimmy yeah. thought that was him for a second. He thought that was his face for like one three second. Sa- so. Three Sam is the uh, – we were looking for the nickname, and Three Sam, I think, so far is a clubhouse leader. Three Sam. I kind of like that. There's been a couple people. I think somebody even paid John to get their uh, – yeah, people could have sworn that. I saw like a two dollar there. To, somebody wanted people. To people thought that was too risque game. for the for the guard oh, report crowd. I'm, game, oh, I'm sorry, for young viewers. Sorry, I'm it's sorry. After, it's I'm sorry, Deuce. O'clock. Sorry, Deuce. It's, it's a home ten o'clock. It's a home game. Deuce saw that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> Three cent. I gotta wait, keep wait, it wait, clean yeah. for Deuce. The West, Coast, the West Coast road trip. We have to wait, wait for that. <laughs> right, get that kind of content. Yeah, gotta keep well, it clean for. Yeah. No, John, I, I do think it's relevant for sure. I mean, obviously, Malcolm Brogdon helps that, you know, uh, someone like Hauser who can make things easier, him getting his touches and getting his shots and his, his good looks. But, I, you know, I also think it's him. You know, I also think he saw, 
you know, we saw the green light when 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 you found out Danilo Gallinari is going to be out. I mean, let's face it, whether this is going to happen regardless, if, if Gallinari is healthy, I think it would have at least delayed this, right? You know, Hauser would have took Damn. him a moment. It would have took him a while to, to, to sort of impress the head coach and into thinking that he deserved minutes. And I think this made the path a little smoother for him to, you know, to, to get minutes and, and obviously prove himself. And he's all of a sudden one of the best three-point shooting, you know, players in the in the NBA, you know. 11 in games. World. In the world, right. World-class yeah. shooter. It's insane. and But, like, guys like him are the reason why the Celtics' offensive rating is tops in the league right now. It's why they're scoring 120-plus points. Uh, it's obviously Tatum and Brown being Tatum and Brown, but you're not doing it without the complementary players. The huge boosts to the offense right now is, sadly, Rob not being out there just creates more space and shooting. So, obviously, there's just more opportunities to score. They're playing right. with a greater pace. There's just more shooters on the floor. Uh, but that's, you know, that's a huge trade-off on the defensive side. But Brog, guys like Brogdon and Hauser are the reason why, um, you know, that, that second unit. I mean, how many games have they won this year where all of their starters were in negative territory and, right. uh, and, and the bench just went out there and just lit it up? So um, I'm going to put this up there because you're going to throw 50 at us in a super chat. Oh, you, hell man. yeah, you're getting some oh. screen time. <laughs> um, Good looks. Good looking out. You could have saved it. Like an Uber tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> good, good looking out, guys. All right, all right. You Thank you. That's gonna get Bobby home tonight. I feel like Jacob did something. I feel like that name rings a bell. I feel like he left. He a big might one have another. Do we too. think they could get Sabonis? No, because I think Sabonis was just acquired um, as a big haul. You know, to to you know from Sacramento as like a guy that they were gonna try to build around to have a star. So I don't think that that's a type of guy you can get. Um, for anything that you have on the roster, but man, that would be a really sexy player to add to this mix. If you could just, if someone would just gift you some bonus, that would be outstanding. But I think that that's too much of a luxury item type of guy, both in terms of salary and both in terms of what it would take to get him. You're only getting a guy like Sabonis if you want to give up a guy like Jalen Brown. And I don't think anybody's ready to do that. What do you think, Jimmy? Um, I don't think they're ready to do that right now. I mean, why would you make such a drastic, listen, I love Sabonis. I'm not even gonna tell you. I'm not even gonna tell you what I used to what I used to say about Sabonis because even though you did put three three Sam up there, um, but anyways. No, Jimmy, the guys the guy just paid fifty bucks, man. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? No, I'm not gonna tell because I don't want to get in trouble. But but bottom line is all you need to know is that is that I love Sabonis and um, it's too bad that he's in Sacramento where he's inevitably just going to toil away into nothing is it a play on the name with bone in the word it is yeah, yeah basically okay. I, oh. basically <laughs> i take it back i take it back <laughs> no no it, it is yeah it is sorry Jacob. yeah yeah no it's basically i'm getting a saboner i'm getting a sabonis oh, yeah, i'm getting a saboner every time I wa- every time i watch him go off on the celtics or whoever i said it all right, all right you can bleep it out i think um, teenage joe sway would have picked i figured that, you I out i didn't i didn't get it Anyways, that, that being said, I don't think that this is the right time to make a trade like that. Now, am I totally eliminating the idea of Sabonis in Boston? No. In fact, I'm fairly certain that Arvidas Sabonis was a massive Celtics fan. I read that somewhere. I think it was Wikipedia, so I know it's true. But there's some kind of connection there. I just don't know if, if it matches up right now. Um, but I do love Sabonis. Try to find a center. And also, like, he's not a guy that you just, yeah. just try to find to save – like to save Al Horford, like he's a he's like a centerpiece type guy. It's it's not going to come at a at a cheap price. There are guys out there that you could bring in to sort of spell Horford, 
but it's it's not it's not Sabonis. Literally every European guy of that age, of Arvidas's age, was a Celtics fan back then. When the game really started to go international, and the Celtics were uh, a big deal in the '80s. There, basically, if you if you if you were a basketball fan, you were Celtics or Lakers, uh, and Arvidas was a yeah. big fan. Uh, That's yeah. So true. Another it super was still chat. like that, John, like 20 years ago, right? Three. Oh, this. Either three Lakers three, so this guy paid 20 Yeah, you're right, Josue. It was. Yeah. It was um, what? what did Josue say? Don't worry about Josue it, bro. Say? Oh, I was going to commend three you. Three can, Sam. Sam. This guy gave us This guy paid 20 years ago. It was like Full that. Right? Hauser. Yeah. All right, so this guy paid 20 bucks to give us three nicknames that I don't even get these nicknames. <laughs> I don't get these. Number one's not I don't bad. get these. Three can Sam. Okay, I like three can Sam. I like it. Sammy I like Davis. I don't Sam. get the shooter portion. Sammy Davis shooter. Junior shooter. It's a bit of a reach, but I I get it, I guess. I'm not going to disparage the $20 donation. Full Hauser gonna... with Slimmy Dribbler. What does that mean? Does I don't get it. Means? But I feel like Full Hauser has some... Uh... <laughs> Full Hauser has some merit, right? Full Hauser? I feel like Full Hauser was slapped like 20 years ago. Like if the show was like, I mean, people obviously remember the show, but it's just not as not as popular. I would do like um, Howitzer. How how's how it's Hauser? Someone the someone put that Hauser in the, the Howitzer. How, that Howitzer. That one's in there. That one's in there. That one's in there. Maybe I someone, saw. It. Someone will throw it up there again. Uh, we had the I'll, Hauser. I'll like this one. This one's not bad. House money. House money was in bad. there. Three Sam, Sam I am. That Full people house. are kind of on the Doogie Hauser, but that doesn't have anything to do with oh. basketball. <laughs> Someone just broke Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That's, that's what a full house thing. I don't think I don't think it's a nickname for Sam. Slimmy Dribbler. That's what he meant. Kimmy Gibbler, Slimmy Dribbler. See that? Okay. All right. A little bit. I don't. Yeah. Uh, John, I hate to say it. We got another. We got Jacob's back. Somebody's got mad at me just for literally mentioning that Jacob, that Jalen Brown would be the only way to get Sabonis. I didn't say do it, guys. He's a freaking superstar. What do you think you're getting him for a Hauser? Like, I wouldn't even do that, by the way. I wouldn't even do that. You guys think the Sacramento Kings want to hit the reset button again and just give away Sabonis or whatever? Like, yeah, they want something in return. Sabonis is nice. Sabonis isn't coming here, guys. At least not yet. Jacob, are you, what are you doing? Jacob, Jacob. Oh man, damn! Jacob hit the lotto. Dude, Good what's Jacob? What's Jacob do for work? Uh, Powerball winner, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, everybody, be cool, be cool, be cool. I know, all right? right. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm the one who asked about a Porzingis. Appreciate it, Jacob. Is there anyone available at a decent price point? Who, sorry, Bobby, who. Sorry, yeah. Bobby, is better than Luke. First of all, yeah, yes, yeah. Jacob, everyone is better than Luke. I can't watch him. I can't watch him. He looks what about so... earlier tonight? <laughs> I can't watch the guy. When he contested that corner three, granted he was 10 feet away, but he still... He did it! Still went up. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch him do that anymore. That. Why not, John? They've missed every time. <laughs> it's like every player has missed that shot. <laughs> People yeah. can say it's goofy, but... He's undefeated so far. I don't know. I it might be the haircut. Uh, it's if, the, uh, no, it's it's the socks and the shoes. It's I, all I, I figured it out. I thought last it was a deer in the headlight look, but he's, he's improved on that too. It's the socks and the shoes. It looks like he just came from like his day job and he just tossed on, like he's using his, he's wearing like his dress socks. It almost looks like. 
I just, he's so slow and uh, I wish I was a baby. You know, like he's just, everything he does is just kind of like, do-do, do-do, do-do. Leave him alone. Hey, leave him alone. Bobby's not even here to defend him right now. All right. Yeah, how dare you talk about him without Bobby here? That's rude. Now, as far as like, I, I, I wish I had a list of guys that I could just ri- rifle off right now that, you know, they could bring on. But I did get that. They did get that injured player exception, right? For like three point something million. Yeah. There's going to be a buyout market. There always is. And if the Celtics continue to be in this position, they will actually have some suitors. And typically you get some one or two couple of vets that get bought out and, you know, you mix in a big man or two. Um, I don't know who those would be at this time, but they're not really looking to make any, any major, you know, additions, I think, unfortunately, you know, as much as I think they need to, to improve at the center spot, I don't know how they would do it right now. I mean, there's a couple guys, I mean, I don't want, what's the deal with Grant? Are they even able to, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying to try, I'm just saying if you're trying to shore, shore up certain positions or bring in certain skill levels, then you got to look at what your, what your tradable options are. You're not just going to get somebody for the hell of it, for, for nothing. So maybe we, maybe if Bobby's on here, if we get Bobby back on the show, we can ask him who he thinks might be available and f- for a low price point because I'm not the guy who's going to know. Yeah, Porz- I mean, I mean, Porzingis, Porzingis is kind. Of, we talked about Porzingis a lot uh, a couple of shows ago. I think that guy's kind of a. I don't know if he's got the right attitude, or at least he hasn't I, from everything I've seen and heard of the teams in the past. He doesn't fit. He's sad. He doesn't fit. Everybody fit. hates him. Yeah, everyone yeah, hates I don't him. think he fits the offense. Like, he just doesn't fit this offense. Like, right. I especially mean, where they're clicking right now. Right. Um, yeah. Everyone hates him. Um, but no, I think it's spot on, though, with the um, I mean, the buyout market. I know Southern Spain don't want to hear that right now. They want to hear some names, some examples. But it's just hard right now in that this point of the season, right? You know, teams aren't just selling players quite yet. So we have to wait and see. Right. And, you know, yeah. I, you big I men, get... you know, hanging around. <laughs> what is up, Jimmy? Jacob's back, man. I know he's coming in hot. Damn, Jacob. Spread it out, save it, okay? We're, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get big heads, you know. Jacob's uh, back, man. Hey, Jacob's back. I I did ask him what he did for work. Was that you? Well, I I asked Threw him down. What he did for work. Yeah, he answered um, it. You gonna right, toss so it up? Jacob we gotta pay. Jacob we, gotta the company. Guys, uh, super chats are great. Another thing that you guys can do to help us out, and we love all of it, honestly. Thank you. Um, is support our sponsors, and Athletic Greens uh, is one of them. And I gotta tell you, our cup runneth over with sponsors right now. We got another one coming on the Garden Report soon. Um, okay. um, but we do want to talk about Athletic Greens, uh, which um, is a uh, uh, sponsor we've had for the last few months. AG1, baby. AG1, and it's one that we all like and one that we all use. Um, here at the Garden Report, for several reasons, we just want to feel better about ourselves, and we do. Uh, and that's why we take AJ1, uh, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, helps you start your day right. It supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovering, focus, aging, all of those things. Uh, as we said, why do we take it? Because it's a great way to start your day. Boom, one scoop. In a cup of water, you're done. You don't have to worry about, you know, going out and shopping for a zillion different pills and supplements. You just kind of take AG1 and you're good. Uh, there's no sugar in it at all. It's diet friendly. Uh, it has, uh, you know, a it's lot of other health friendly. benefits. Yeah. 
A lot of health benefits, as we mentioned. It costs Gut basically health. $3 a day, all of that stuff. Um, One scoop will help you poop. <laughs> That's gut health right there, folks. It's great. Having it's a, trouble? Yeah. Down the hatch it goes. It's a, it's a, it's a good company. It's climate neutral certified. Um, uh, 2020, uh, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. Um, so it's a, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's a responsible company gives back, um, and, uh, you know, is, uh, is, does a lot of good things, you know, for, for, you know, for the world, for the community, but for you as well. And that's, what's important here is, you know, reclaiming your health, arming your immune system, convenient daily nutrition. As we said, just one scoop, cup of water every day. Uh, no need for a million different pills and supplements. We're going to give you gifts. We got gifts, one year supply, immune supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, check it out. It really is worth it. At least poke around. If you're interested, you've always been interested in something like this. This is a really good option. Do your research, Google it. We don't want to lead you astray. If it's not for yeah. you, it's not for you. But if you do check it out and you are at all interested, it would help us out tremendously. If you went through that website, athleticgreens.com slash garden, that way they know you came from us uh, and you get your little uh, gift there as well. So please check that out um, as well. As we mentioned, uh, Bobby is coming on the show uh, in a little bit and we'll get his take on all things. Uh, we will also briefly uh, talk about uh, what's going on with the um, latest involving Ime Udoka, who uh, is still here. Surprise. John. Before we get to that, I got I got to put this up. I got to put yeah. this comment up. Yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> this, this is crazy. That's what's up. Yo, Amazon driver in Cali, dude. He's probably got the. Um, he's probably doing his route as we speak. He's got the uh, the the YouTube streaming on the dashboard. Everyone's looking for their packages. Everything's out of order. Everything's everything's late. He's getting the wrong stuff. <laughs> it's all good though. Shout out Jacob. Thanks, man. Dudley, 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 we love hearing from you in any form, Dudley. Um, and so, what what's up, up my man? Good, Dudley. Dud. We're, we're it's just Dude. I can hear we, the bass in that text. We we get a John. Gotta get John, a, John. I got to John. I got to tell you. What? What? Uh, oh boy. What? Uh, we got to do a, I when, I missed that. Dud I was going to say Dudley, we got to do that. We got to do that soon. When Dudley starts to preach, man, everyone everyone's quiet. Everyone listens. Dudley, my favorite part of every chat that we would do and uh just for the people who are uh who aren't familiar, we would do a lot of stuff. We used to do something with uh locker what was it called before? Locker room. Locker room, then it became Locker green room, room. The then it got then it destroyed, and then we stopped doing it. Rest in um, peace to all those all those audio rooms. That I don't know, I don't know what happened to them, man. And, but we started doing some Twitter spaces as well, and we may continue with that on a regular basis. But Dudley was one of our superstars, and when Dudley would come on, I knew I could go like ah, I'm going to take a little break. Dud's going to Dud's yeah, going to yeah, roll yeah. in for a little bit. Dud and Kess, Dud and Kess would keep me from having a talk, which is great. Um, which is great for everybody. Which is great yeah. for everybody like involved. Yeah. yeah. Dudley could probably go toe to toe with Perk, you know, in terms of like the the the, the voices going back and forth. 
Those yeah, but guys. nobody can put anybody down like Perk when he tells you to put some bass in that voice if you're going to talk to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, he just broke a guy. <laughs> yeah, Yo, man, if you're going to come at me, you got to put some bass in your voice. Oh, that was great. Dude sounded like Mickey Mouse after that. Yeah. <laughs> Perk, I was wondering. Okay. <laughs> I love the show. It sounded yes, like sir. Sounded like Peyton Manning and Tariq Glenn in that video that was circulating on Twitter earlier this week. No, 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 no. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're, like good a, with you. you're one of my favorites. You know? Oh, wait. I've always liked you. <laughs> just completely just took away anything he had to say pretty much. That was yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, no, but we missed that. We missed the chats. We will get back into those uh, as well. Uh, other things for this game, and again, I'm trying to hang, trying to hold the line here and let Bobby have some say. But Bobby Where's just loves, kid, man. Bobby just loves talking to Luke. Uh, you know what Bobby loves? He he loves he loves he loves a locker room, man. He's getting his locker room. Luke and the boys. Luke, Luke and the, the boys. boys hanging out, doing Luke his and thing. The boys. The what did Luke say, me. man? Yeah, I know. He's been texting us saying he's hopping on. Yeah, sorry. Guys. Oh boy. Chatting with Luke. Oh boy, John. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, Bobby is on the beat. He is. He's he's on last year we had bike watch. This year we've got hand watch. Bobby's going in there and he's just kind of looking watch. around. Bobby yeah. goes. Dude, Bobby's walking Bobby. in the locker room. You see Bobby in the locker room with a with a, with a tape measure, you better clear out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that second two nights ago. I'm glad. I'm glad it's on Twitter. I'm glad it's up there. He just couldn't stop himself. We no, tried to stop him, Josue. We did everything. Yeah, we, could. we did. We did. This, in fact, in and again, I was I was given a sneak peek because somebody did tell me what Bobby uh, uh, did look like in the locker room just a minute ago, um, and it was something like this. <laughs> That's too good. Oh no! Let me see them hands. Let me see them hands. Everyone's like, "Dude, back off me, man!" Spread them. You just walked up to them. Spread them. What do you mean? Spread them? Let me see your hands. Spread your hands out. Show me your hands. Uh. So, yeah, Bobby's in there doing work right now with his tape measure. Uh, he'll hopefully be jumping on the show in a little bit uh, to check it out. Uh, the graphic, of course, uh, courtesy of uh, uh, super producer Amit Bhattacharji. Oh, love it. Uh, Amit said, I, was waiting, I was waiting for the opportunity to drop it. It had to be perfect. Uh, oh, it uh, was. So that was that. Yeah. So thanks to Ahmed. Of course, thanks to Tim Shields who's working behind the scenes here as well. We have some of the best, most dedicated uh, producers in the business right now helping us, uh, you know, uh, put on this show for you. So, yeah, Bobby's in there. Bobby's doing good work right now. Um, well, he's doing work. We're not so sure how good it is. I guess we'll find out. He's we'll doing grill work. him when he comes on to the show. What is it that you're doing in there? What are you doing? What's he doing over what he, there? What is it that you do here? So um, I wanted to, what else did I, I had a couple other things in my notes I wanted to talk about. We we, we kind of hit on the main stuff and we're not allowed to talk about Brogdon anymore. Um, but that's mainly it. Um, you know, uh, one thing I liked really minor. Oh, I wrote this down. One thing I liked is really minor, uh, which you, uh, this seemed intentional and I thought it was pretty cool. Um 
the when Tatum came out firing and he went, you know, he scored the 16 points of those five minutes there, and there was a timeout. They came out of that timeout, and the next couple of plays went to Jalen. Um, that was pretty important, and I think that was on purpose because how many times last year would you see? This followed, this followed a script of last year a little bit. JB hot early, Tatum a little bit quiet, not to be heard of. And then Tatum all of a sudden pours it on and becomes the guy. And Jalen Brown completely disappears, floats away from the action, isn't involved at all. Sometimes would get himself mentally out of the games. And, you know, we'd talk about whether either they're not giving them the ball enough, stuff's not being called for him, or he's just kind of not going to get it and he stopped being aggressive and you know that happens from time to time and joe clearly i think saw that and was very uh you know that that seemed like on purpose uh we're running this play for jalen it was a set play off the timeout and then he got another shot again right after that on the next possession so he could get involved as well i thought i don't know if you guys picked up on that or thought that that was intentional I i thought that was great by joe I'm glad you brought that up, John, because at the end of the quarter, Jalen hits the last shot, right? I think he left like a few seconds on the clock, but mm. hits the last shot. And right after, uh, they're Joe talking. Mazzula just, yeah, they're talking. You saw that, right? Yeah, I don't yep, want to, yep. you know, speculate if it was a debate or heated discussion, but it was, there was some back and forth, but there was a lot of explaining out there. And I feel like Joe Mazzula is maybe pointing something out that he wished he did better or maybe pointing something out that he did do well. But it was definitely discussed. That last couple of those last couple of minutes were discussed. And you could tell he was trying to get Jalen his his touches and keep him engaged offensively for sure. Yeah. So that that felt intentional. Well, welcome in, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby are you I- getting your passport picture? What's going on? I'm gonna, try to, I'm gonna go see uh, Jalen right now. All right. Yeah, Jason's gonna be at the podium. Um. Yeah. Good game. See you, uh, Joe. I heard you guys talking about Jalen. Um, I actually just talked to him in the locker room about. You know, the last 10 games here, it feels like this isn't the start he wants. What'd you talk to him about? Uh, we love that. We love that. <laughs> we love that uh, outside the locker room. <laughs> oh wow, that God. looks like a shirt I would wear, too. Yeah. It is jacked, a shirt. You're, you're jacked in that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So what you're, you're wearing that shirt about? now, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, so he he's saying it's an adjustment the way he's playing now under uh, Jalen Brown or under Joe Mazzulla rather. He, right, you're, they have him running off ball more often, setting screens away from the ball, all that different kind of stuff. And uh, he said it's it's been difficult to adjust to that. And you know he has faith in what they're doing offensively, but they it's it's an adjustment for him. And I, I did see the thing you guys were talking about. I also saw him kind of get an extended run. Uh, yeah. You know, on the ball in the you know midway point of the game there, and you know did some good things in this game. I thought in terms of playmaking, nice around the back pass to Horford, uh, slowed the game down quite a bit. No turnovers as you see down there. So this was a this was an important night for him. I liked at the end of the game too, where they really forced the issue to get him up to that twenty point mark, get him up to that thirty point mark. You look at Brandon Tatum's stats, like they're dead even every game. 20 shots, 20 shots, you know, 20, 30 points, 20, 30 Jalen's points. actually slightly ahead, right? You know, he had uh, coming into tonight, he was, I think, one shot per game more than Tatum. So he's getting his looks. Yeah, but I, I find that comment interesting by him that this is an adjustment for him, the way they're playing offensively. I remember last year, Ime was saying that it, this was an adjustment for him defensively. He was used to guarding guys one-on-one, like really staying in that individual matchup. And all the switching was a big adjustment for him. And then obviously by the end of the year, ended up acclimating pretty well to it. So maybe we'll see Brown grow slowly in this new offense as the year goes on. 
But that's where that's where a game like last night comes in. Last night, a couple nights ago, comes in with Brown, where he kind of slips into that old habit of like, uh, "Is it my turn?" And he'll get the ball and he'll kind of force the issue a little bit, um, as opposed to letting offense come to him. Because maybe at times last year, this is what we were talking about. There were times last year where it just not enough stuff did come to him or did run through him. He'd get hot early and then he would absolutely disappear. And it looked like they weren't involving him and. Um, you know, in, in some things and you, you wouldn't see him again or hear from him again after a hot first quarter until the fourth quarter. And so you have, you know, situations like, you know, a couple uh, last game where he's just like, all right, I'm just going to go try to do a bunch of stuff. And he was playing out of control and he's played out of control at times this year. So you, you got to make sure that you're integrating him, that it's part of what you're trying to do here and not forget that like, oh yeah, I've got this other guy who can drop 30 any given night here. Yeah, and it's it's all about getting off the ball for everybody yeah. involved. And Horford was talking about that after the game tonight. The ball is going to come back around to everybody pretty much the way that they're playing offensively. Uh, they're all kind of screening. You're having second-level actions when guys aren't getting. There's a play in this game um, you know, where, where the Pistons really prevented Tatum from getting the ball. This is one that stuck out to me. And you, know, you pretty much saw him stay in the corner as a diversion. They went over to the other side, set up an action. I think it was White and Grant in a pick and roll and try to kind of draw the defense in again. And they were able to fire the ball back out to Tatum and get him another look. Didn't end in a make, but it's just the way this offense can really shape shift to create different stuff when the defense counters it. And that's what Brown has to buy into, the fact that like if you're there's nothing there, get it out. You can run another action on the other side. Um, you know, you don't have to just drive into traffic to create something i like his aggression at times right because he can crack open the great room protector protectors in this league we saw that against cleveland but then like you said in that memphis game john it, it's just dribbling into nowhere and seven yeah. turnovers it just oh i have the ball now i'm just gonna go and again that's that's i think bad habits of before i tatum has recognized that thing that you said of like the ball movement and getting the ball back. And we said this a lot last year, like, and that was the problem with Tatum. He was too deliberate. He was holding onto the ball too long, uh, you know, instead of pass it, work it around, relocate, get yourself to a better spot, get the ball back. You see how many times that's happened with Tatum where he has done that this year uh, and he has given the ball up and he's moved around and he's gotten it somewhere else. Like you have to have faith that like, once you, you know, once you get rid of the ball, like it's not gone forever, you know, it's not like, and so sometimes I think, you know, Brown can forget that sometimes Tatum can forget that sometimes you want them to see if they can take over games. You gotta, there's a balance there. Sometimes you just want Jalen to be Jalen and, and Tatum to be Tatum. But, um, you know, like you said, trust in the offense a little bit. Um, I think Sherrod's trying to sneak in as well. And, uh, and, and just let things happen. Cause right now they're moving the ball so well and they're getting so many people, the, the, the ball in good places to score, um, that, that pace and the, uh, the, the way that they're kind of, you know, whipping it around there. I mean, uh, is one of the reasons why the offense has been as good as it's been. Uh, what's up, Sherrod? Did you get, what's you going get, on, your, fellas? You get, you get your Detroit reunion or no? Hey, Sherrod. You talk right, to right, balance. He's out of here. You talked to your people and left. I did. I did. I did. I, I had a good conversation with Dwayne Casey, a good conversation with the, the GM of the Pistons, uh, Troy Weaver, who uh, will never, ever, ever have to buy a drink in Syracuse, New York for the rest of his life because he was the guy that got Carmelo Anthony to come to Syracuse. And Bobby knows all too well what that means. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good night. Celtics win. I saw my peeps from Detroit. All is well. That all ends well. well. 
That's the mayor. I was saying you're like the mayor when Detroit comes to town. You know everybody in that organization. I know a couple of people there. A couple of people yeah. there. Less but, people now hey, than Did you guys before, talk about Sam? Sam Hauser? Sam who? We haven't. We haven't well, what did he do tonight? Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate you, Jimmy. No. This is something. Did anyone? Did we any one of us him, really? Who had the most? Who had the most Hauser stock on this show? I don't know. You? But I didn't have a sure. lot. I don't think I any of us had enough. We, we, not we enough, though. No, not enough. That. Definitely did not have enough. Well, whose fault is that? The Celtics hit him last year. They they hid him from us. They they said he wasn't ready to play. They they they, they kept the training wheels on well, him up you, in Maine. You know, this is the thing about him though that I find interesting. When you look at the, what he's doing. He's making open shots. At what point are defenses are going to accept the fact that he's kind of out there to make shots? You might want to get a hand in his face. You might want to get in his zip code when he has the ball in his hands. I know Tatum is great and Jalen is great, but at some point, when are you going to put some respect on Sam Hauser's game defenses? What are you going to do, though? Like, you're not going to dedicate – you just have to play your game. You're, you've got to collapse on the guy, you know, on Tatum. They can do you what they just- did to Grant, run him off the line. Yeah, right. that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're not even doing that, though. I mean, he's literally catching the ball. They're not moving. And what is he going to do? He's going to raise up and do what he's paid to do, knock down shots. I'm shocked that, that we were 10 games into the season and not a single team has made any type of adjustment. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that one day we're going to wake up and everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to – we can't let Sam Hauser do that and it's just going to stop, you know? Um but I just don't know that it will because, again, if you have an offense that has guys, and especially in that second unit, you're playing against a lot of times other teams' second units. You've got, you know, Brogdon, who's totally fine, by the way, Sherrod. Um, you've got Brogdon out there uh, who's running the offense and getting into the paint and drawing attention. You're almost always playing with Tatum, so you have to give him extra attention. Like, you're just going to – you'll swing it to open shooters. I mean, they, even last year, they would have guys open. They just couldn't hit the hit shots mm-hmm. the same way that Hauser could. So you're right. You have to worry about it, and you, they have to do something because it's automatic. He's a, a freaking 50% three-point shooter, and I think he will be for the rest of his life if he keeps getting looks like this. Yeah, yeah. But Historically I, he did show shooter. a couple of things in this game that were a little bit different. Those, those little baseline – I call them the Avery Bradley plays – where Tatum just found it for just layups because teams are so damn worried about him behind the three-point line that they're not paying attention when he's moving without the ball. I don't um, get this one. So. I don't either. Spaghetti house? Is that supposed to be spaghetti uh, sauce? Spaghetti house. Hey. What are you doing, Jimmy? I'm just, I don't know. You're not going to beat three Sam that you guys No, we – no. Three Sam's great. No, 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 no. We, we, we haven't even put anything up on that on that picture of three Sam. <laughs> we had a good we had a good picture out there too. Bobby, you got a Bobby's the party starting behind. What's going on? Yeah, everyone's. Yeah, I muted you. Sorry about that. It got really loud. I I I love you. I want to hear what you have to say, but it's super loud right now coming through uh, all that stuff. Uh, Sharad, other thoughts on the game? I'll give you guys kind of a shot here. Obviously, we talked about Hauser. Uh, we talked about Brogdon. Uh, Missoula's comments were not super encouraging after the game, saying we're still evaluating it. We'll see tomorrow. So, um, you know, you, you don't like – Brogdon and injuries uh, in the same sentence. So we'll see what happens there. But 
um, it is what it is uh, as far as that goes. Um, other thoughts just on the game itself? I just I, – I, their defense didn't totally suck today, which is progress. Um, but it has to get better than this. I mean, the, the, this Detroit. I mean, they this became more of a a shootout kind of game with Detroit. That they're always going to win that battle against a team like Detroit and against most teams in the NBA. But that defense has to start putting together, you know, not just multiple quarters, but they've got to put together solid games. And they've had their moments this year defensively, but as a group, they're still not quite where they should be right now defensively. I'm concerned about it. I mean, not not ready to hit the panic button or anything, but I'm I'm concerned that we're I'm not, not seeing all. more consistent stretches of elite I'm, play defensively. Even without you got to be a little bit because it's so been it's been so consistently off. You know what I mean? Like it, there's there's something going on. You can't just keep throwing your hands up and saying, "Oh, Rob's not here." And I find no, it I just don't they, care. Well, I find it interesting that they changed the starting lineup the last couple of games here. Uh, I also find it size. interesting how how Grant isn't playing well as a starter, and that's something that happened uh, last year too. Wasn't that the big issue and concern with Grant that he would just kind of go back to sucking if he's a starter, but he's pretty solid when he's coming off the bench? I don't get that one. I, I, I really don't even know like what that what the reason would be for that. Maybe that's lineups you're going against and defenders. But it's real. The competition is weaker when you're playing yeah. on that second unit. That's always the case. And you have more freedom and uh, an ability to kind of do your thing without worrying that, like, yeah. I, yeah, I could take this shot, but I got all these super awesome players around me. I should probably give them the ball, right? So, like, yeah, it's different. It's different operating that, that game with those in Memphis guys. was weird, yeah. But I think what they're looking for with him is having switchability. They want to get back to that, it feels like. Like, they really want to get back to that aggressive scheme. Uh, they're letting Grant guard point guards. They love what he did against Morant. They love what he did against Cade in this game. Uh, but the offense needs to come with it. You're right. Like, passing up shots in Memphis, weird. Uh, tonight, not super aggressive. Ended up fouling, again, a bad foul underneath at one point on Ivy and you know went to the bench looking really frustrated. So we'll see how that develops. Um, again, I think Missoula was pretty happy with how he's done the last few games, but they're really stressing that for him to be aggressive. Yeah, that we comment, got, that comment is the one that you when you posted it about 20 million. That's kind of what concerns me though about like Grant. Like, is that going to be something that his team, I mean, his camp starts to put in his ear like hey man you know you want to get you want to get paid you want to get that next contract you got to do more you got to you know do you out there you know I, I don't know if this sort of team first basketball and he's maybe he's still making the right play for the team but is that going to be something that creeps into his head a little bit as the season goes on like I need to I need to make sure I have a bigger role here I don't think so. I mean, we saw him try different things early on. Um, all that experimenting, attacking the basket, making plays in the lane. He did a decent job balancing it, I felt like. like he, there weren't many plays where he was out of control and trying to do too much. I don't think it's a concern, Jimmy, that you're going to get that from his team. But I do think it's a concern when you're talking about just how high are you willing to go. Uh, it's, again, it's a reality of well, who right. Grant show is worth. But it's a reality of who Grant Williams is. It's the same thing we talk about with Marcus Smart. Like, why pretend he's something is not? Can't you just celebrate the thing that he is and he's and he's good at? And that's what kind of Grant Williams thing is. He's a nice guy off the bench. He's a versatile guy. He can play big for you in a small ball lineup. He knocks down threes. Um, you know, he's a switchable defender. Um, you know, does a lot of that stuff for you. But he's not a cornerstone player. He's not no. a guy who's probably ever going to start for you know, for, for a championship caliber team. He's a, he's a very, I just don't, I don't think so. I but. think he's your starter after Horford, right? 
I mean, that's crazy. You're going to have some problems there. I mean, it, it, I, but maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, that is, maybe that is. Yeah, he's still young. I feel like he's not like Olenek. I feel like he's in like the Olenek category. Where I think like, that that's really fair, Jimmy. Yeah. Want him I don't to know. Be like I mean, he's going to a pretty high level defensively. Oh, really? We just trashed on them about how bad they were on defense all season. Yeah, and now he's in the lineup to help adjust that. Like, I think he's become he's one of the more fine. important guys on that end. He's fine. He's guarding John Morant. I think he's in. How many fours can do that? I think he's in there because you didn't want to get murdered. John Morant had a pretty good game, Bobby. You're you're trying to get a little bit more beef so you're not getting killed on the boards as much um, there uh, as much as anything else. It's not like removing Derek White from the starting lineup makes you a that much better a defensive team. You know. Um, He's fine. 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 So you want White back in or you want to keep him in there? I, I don't know what you do here. I think you can mix and match. I don't think you have to be dedicated. I think you have a very clear understanding of who your big four is. And I think you can absolutely mess around and switch around between White uh, or between Grant uh, or when Rob comes back between Rob. And I think you're fine there. I think you can uh, mess around. I do wonder if it's just going to be automatically insert Rob in there and go back to what you had at the beginning of last year or whether Joe really likes the kind of groove that the offense is in now with a little bit more space. It's very interesting. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, uh, I'll let you guys keep – if you have anything else on the game, otherwise I want to bring up briefly uh, the other bit of news today. You got anything yeah. else on the game? Yeah, uh, no, bringing that news. Yeah, bringing in that news. Okay, uh, so Brooklyn's hiring Jacques Vaughn as the head coach, and they will not hire Ime Odoka, which is not surprising. Um, The reporting is still weird on this in the sense of it's unclear why. Uh, I mean, one of the report today from Shams said the vetting process was too long, like – and and then the the third reason was there was in there was pressure internally and externally not to do it. The vetting process was dragging on too long. That seems <laughs> an insane, insane reason to not hire a guy you wanted as coach. And then the third was the uncertainty with the team, which to me is really bizarre because that's a reason why Ime wouldn't take the job, not the reason why you wouldn't go get a head coach that you like. So I really do wonder whether this is a bit of a combo platter of the Nets catching some heat and Ime saying, I don't know if I want to deal with this shit show, even though he does want to obviously coach again, I'm sure, and wants to be free of this purgatory that he's in. But still, no advancement of the story. We still don't have any details. We don't know if whatever it was that he did is has come to light, at least to the Nets organization, in a way that they're like, we got to steer away from this guy, or they still – nobody knows. You oh, think- but we – we do know it's probably a combo of a lot of different things, but it's a weird story. But now the reality is all we do know is the Celtics who as Marcus smart, you know, said a couple of weeks ago um, and Jalen Brown echoed the same sent- sentiments were shocked that Ime was going to the nets felt a little misled by the organization and kind of thought the whole time that Ime would be um, available to return to them at some point or another. Well, that's not the case because the Celtics obviously want to just get rid of him, but now he's back. So you've got this kind of weird, murky situation all over again. You think the, the Nets saw the text and they were like, yeah, we can't hire this guy. 
<laughs> I don't think so. I think the Kyrie thing, I think the Kyrie thing hurt them. They didn't want more bad press. And I think part of it might've been Ime as well, but I don't know. What, what do you, could what's your both. take guys? Could I think both. it could be both. What's your take guys? I think they realized that when you weigh the positives that he could bring in the negatives, it was a short and long-term failure that if they brought him in there, you would be hurt in the moment you'd be hurt down the road. Because if you let's, let's just assume that they did hire Ime. Uh, just you see, you can see the writing on the wall. Kevin Durant, in all likelihood, is not going to be a Brooklyn Net next year. Kyrie Irving, in all likelihood, is not going to be a Brooklyn Net next year. And if you're Ime Yudoka, that's I mean that again, you just left a year suspension being punished for that. You take that job, that's probably a, you're a year away from being punished all over again and not able to have the kind of roster that you thought you were going to have. And I, I think Brooklyn underestimated the. the pushback that they would get for even contemplating bringing him in and and again I, I've said this before of all the NBA cities you know for you to have a coaching issue the anti-semitic stuff with Kyrie and just all the stuff going on Brooklyn I mean they've, they've they've always had this we need to be we need to be more respected thing and and, and when you have that chip on the shoulder mindset as your community the last thing you want to do is be getting hit with negative bullshit that you could have some control over. I mean, you can control who you hire as a coach. You can have some semblance of control over how you handle Kyrie and his drama, which they completely screwed that up. And so now it's just like, what are we going to do? Let's just actually get some control over our organization so that we don't look like asses over and over again. And Jock Vaughn is not exactly, you know, the second incarnation of, you know, uh, you know, Popovich, even though he's from but I was going to say, how are you going to But yeah. you, could do, you could do worse. I don't know how much you right. can do a lot better. You damn sure could yeah. do a lot better. But you could do worse than Jock Vaughn as your head coach. Yeah, I think that's spot on. I just think that the, the pressure, the outside noise, it was just too much for them to handle. And it was just too risky. I mean, if this thing doesn't work, if players check out on EMA, then what? The season is done. I, I just think they counted the, the, the pros and cons. And they said, look, we're just better off going with Jack Vaughn. And next year, we're probably going to do a full rebuild. And let's just get away from the news because if E-May comes in here, we're going to remain in the news for the next, you know, cycle, for the next two, three weeks. Everyone's going to be looking at how the Nets are doing. And I just think they, at the end of the day, they found out that it just wasn't worth it. They weren't willing to take that risk. And they weren't, yeah. they didn't trust this personnel, you know, to, to, to be, you know, okay, guys, we have to shape up now. We have to, our, we have to really get together and do this for E-May. I just think they looked at it and said, this thing is like 50-50. They could really go, if it goes the other way, then we're screwed and we could really mess this up. And I think that they just they just cut their losses and they were tired of hearing their names in the news and whether between Kyrie and between Ime and Ime comes on, they're not gonna leave that news cycle for a while. So they, they saw that, you know, they saw what was coming and they said, let's just let's just not deal with Ime and, and go with Jock Vaughn. What is interesting I, go ahead, go ahead, Bobby. That that could be part of it. I'm sure that was there from the start though. I one of the other reasons listed in that report, John, is that they're getting the sense that maybe it's just not going to happen for them this year. This this season's and, over. This is Jacques yeah, Vaughn is a steward. Good. He's less yeah, a coach. What do you mean? He's, a, he's, he's the steward of this team that's just getting them to the end of the season. But maybe it's, maybe it's, a circle back exactly. in a, in a year. Bringing in eBay was a hail mary. I mean that, that was a it's his ML car. You know, kind of like you just yeah. Jack Vaughn is yeah. Right. Let's yeah, try to get a top uh, pick. So, that's, that's what it is. 
yeah, they got to figure out this Kyrie situation. I think they got to focus on basketball again. Another potential distraction there on top of everything that's gone on so far. But I also think that's pretty convenient cover, um, that explanation for not doing it here. I think they're looking at Simmons. I think they're looking at this Kyrie situation. I think they're looking at the group that they have around Durant right now and just being like, Ugh. so at that point, you know, what do you do with your GM? Like, How soon till the – go ahead. Sorry. This guy's just been flailing in the wind. Again, I think that desperation move, when you guys just mentioned, that stems from him. I think he's in a really desperate circumstance. And with everything that's gone on here, they're going to have to make a decision on him. I think you could see major changes in Brooklyn this year, up to and including Durant. Ding, 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 ding. When does that happen, by the way? January? I think they should take that's when everyone becomes available for trades again. They can get some of their I picks mean, if back. You're, if you're Brooklyn, tank for Victor, right? I mean. And they can uh, do that, actually. I, well, they're playing better right now. Um, and they drilled the Knicks tonight, which, again, is not is no, you know, difficult. Well, right. I'm not, but, yeah, but keeping, not, keeping Vaughn there sort of puts some kind of tips of scale a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. it shows that, you know, they're not really going for it here. Yeah, no Kyrie, I mean, no Udoka, they kind of fly under the radar a little bit. I think the, Durant likes that. I think they love that. I, they're not good enough to compete, but they don't have to deal with BS. And the whole Kyrie stuff, the protest game, not not doing Nash's plays, just pouting. Like, I, I think I think we all agree. I, I think he's played his last game there, um, which, you know, it is what it is. Really? But yeah. I think he, yeah. I don't think he plays another game there. Yeah, he's no been way. trying. To, he's been trying very hard to not play basketball, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either. The thing with Ime, this is a little different than where you guys are coming from. I'm looking at it from a Celtics perspective. Like, what's it mean for the Celtics now that Ime didn't get that job? Because I think a lot of us thought that he would take a job that would once a coaching vacancy came up and it and maybe this wasn't the best situation. Was it the situation in the Nets that? prevented him from getting the job or was it what like was it the NBA did silver have anything to do with it did you know the Celtics have anything to do with it like is there still an outside chance that Ime is the head coach of the Celtics next year or is, is that ship completely sailed I'm asking the questions because I don't have a clue I, I don't I don't have any answers to this I'm just these are the questions that go through my mind when something like this happens today because on one hand I thought for sure the Celtics like you guys thought they just want to get out of the contract, any legalities involving having to quote unquote fire him or part ways. And if he just takes the job, they wash their hands of the situation. All is well. That ends well, I guess. But now it's like, okay, he's back. And where does that leave you if you're the Celtics? I mean, the Celtics. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I, I, I think the Celtics are sending that message that they, they're willing to have it either way, right? I mean, if anything, they're saying, look, if, so, if you can take this guy off our hands, we don't mind. We're not even asking for compensation. I mean, they've already, we've already gone down that road. So I think if you're Ime, you're, you're thinking, well, I don't know, maybe time can change their mind, but chances are it won't. Chances are they're ready to move on. And and maybe this whole, you know, second chance for Ime, whether it's in Boston or elsewhere, is prolonged another nine, 10 months, another whole year, because everyone's going to be afraid to touch this guy yeah. more now. I, that, that, that Brooklyn Nets have balked on the situation. 
I don't think so. I think Ime's in a pretty good position, honestly. I think this idea that Ime wants to take whatever job right now isn't necessarily true because if he goes with, you know, a semi-tarnished reputation and goes to a place where he has zero chance of succeeding, that next job is going to be the one that's impossible to get. I think the further you get away from this from him, um, the 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 less the impact is going to potentially be. And you're going to have five, three, four, five, six head coaching vacancies at the end of the year and a lot of teams will probably talk to him uh and i think he'll have really? a, he'll have his say you don't think and this is like a warning the reality is if he's still under if he's I, I honestly my belief is that it's never whatever he he did is something that the celtics are never going to be able to get past but i don't know that other teams are going to view it as their problem i don't think they're going to view him as somebody who is a, somebody that they can't have a, a be associated with their organization mainly because if the league never stepped in in the first place, I don't know that it rose to the level of something like a Sarver. Again, not comparing exact situations, rose to the level of something that they thought we have to step in. So I think that that alone is enough cover for most teams to be able to say, "Yeah, I mean, it's something that he did there that does that he couldn't do in Boston, but here it's a fresh start." I think he'll have other opportunities. If he may, you want the Celtics to fire you because you want to get your full contract or the freedom to go on there. Celtics can't just keep kicking down the kicking this suspension can down the road for you know past a year. So there has to be a decision on this. I think he will work again. I don't think he has to take the first job that he gets. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's such damaged goods, and this was the only way to rehabilitate his reputation. And he's really bummed that he took it. But that's my read on the situation. I think I think he I think he gets another gig or he gets other opportunities i don't i think he's obvious he's obviously done here though jimmy that's what i think gotcha. yeah yeah i agree with that i just think his uh <laughs> jimmy gotcha i just think no, that's um, quite, yeah his, his next opportunity is, is delayed even more now because teams are going to be like whoa we don't want protesters outside our arena we don't want you know groups to show up and protest the hiring so they're i, I think they've i think brooklyn has scared other organizations away from doing the same the same type of move Time benefits him, John, but I think the number of teams that would be interested in him is pretty narrow. Like, you need a guy who's going to oh, no. boost your ceiling. And, like, you know, Brooklyn obviously knew who he was, so that probably gave them some potential comfort uh, on top of whatever backs they had. And then, you know, does the team like Philadelphia fit that mold? Certainly not San Antonio, I wouldn't think, um, even when Pop retires there. And then, you know, all these different young rebuilding teams – not sure if that suits him best either. So it's a pretty narrow list, I think, when you look at what could potentially work for him. Yeah, here. this I, isn't a good thing that this happened to him. This is—he really missed an opportunity here, I think. I think he I replaces think Doc him. in Philly, but that's what—that's just could my be. Opinion. We'll just get it. We'll um, get Brown. It. Brown reacted to it in the locker room. Um, okay, John, I can see that. I think he what said uh, something to the effect of "It's unfortunate what happened here in Boston." He, he was glad to see Eme get that opportunity, um, but he felt that there was probably too much going on in Brooklyn um, on top of the Kyrie situation. So that he kept it pretty short, but again, saying it was unfortunate what happened here, whatever that indicates. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, when he, I when think he he's put, ends when up he put the, uh, when he put that news in, on his, in his um, uh, Instagram story, like the news saying that he may was a front runner to get the position. I looked at it as he was, he was happy for him. He was man. Yeah. This guy gets, you know, this our coach has a second chance. Um, regardless right. if you know if it's not here, but at least he's getting a second chance, and at least it's happening this soon. So I, I think he said that was it. sort of that was his message, right? He but said it after. 
Yeah. A lot of people wondering, you know, if he, where he, where he felt, what he felt about it after he posted that. Yeah. Eye popping emoji. But yeah, I mean, he said he was happy for Ime. He was happy to see a black coach get a second opportunity because that isn't always the case. So, I mean, he kind of put it out there like, yeah, no, this is good. It's good for him, even though it's, you know, it sucks for us. So, um, any final takes on this or anything else before we wrap it up? We got another one on Friday. Malcolm Brogdon's situation, obviously one we're watching, but we know he's fine. Um, and we don't yeah. have to worry about it. He'll absolutely be fine. Really nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing um, to see here, folks. Move along. Yeah. I jinxed him. I said, we don't have uh, to worry about it. That's the thing. I yeah, Bobby. He made, it, he made, it, through, he made it through 11 games. He was three or one third of the way to that total from last year. And there he goes. He Bobby's like, Malcolm Brogdon's going to play forever. He's a friggin' Iron Man. And then boom. Yeah. Down he yeah. goes. This is, this is did you guys, the big reason I got him. Did you guys see anything stand out on how, how it happened? John, I think you mentioned you thought. I you thought something. I saw him on the baseline uh, make a move. I thought he jammed his ankle or twisted something because I saw him look to the Celtics bench uh, a little bit, finished that possession, played a little more through. Then there was a whistle. He came out, went to the locker room, uh, and then he never came back. I thought I saw one where he just looked to pull up for a second, looked over at the bench for a second, and then kept trying to play. And I think played a few more trips down, a couple more trips down. That's the only thing that I saw when – yeah, uh, this that was the only moment where it looked like, and the only reason I thought it is, there was no reason for him to be looking over at the bench at that time. So mm-hmm. it looked pretty benign. Um, and if it's a hamstring, it can grab at any time. So you didn't really see it. Like you didn't see him hobble or limp or whatever. I think all of a sudden he's like, that doesn't feel great. And then he tried to jog through it and realized it was tight and and, and came out of the game. But again, I don't know. That's that that's that, that's the one thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I think two, I saw maybe two minutes, two minutes before he came out of the game. It wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't right at that time. So, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. That's a story that bears watching. Uh, you know, wouldn't be surprising if he's out at least a couple of games, but we'll see what happens beyond that. Uh, I hate to waste Ahmed's good effort, so I'm going to put this in here. Um, oh, this was our last little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Bobby in the locker room. <laughs> I remember this, by the way. Do you remember this? This was Mark. It's, this is yeah. he changed it to uh, Cornette. This is I, by the way. What number am I wearing? You're, you're, so this is the level yeah. of dedication that Ahmed has. OK, he changed this to Cornette. Even though it was Marcus. Do you remember this when Marcus and Jalen yeah. were getting left handed shots? And yeah, they were looking at each other's yeah. lefts. That's what the, that's what this is from. Oh man! Hey, that that looks like a pretty big hand to me. And I'm wearing, I guess I'm not the expert here. I'm wearing number forty, right, for Luke? Yeah, yeah. Ahmed went and had it changed it. That was thirty-six. Yeah. Those are those are those are the little things right there. The little things matter. That's very good oh, stuff. Oh man, it's, that was good. It's in the details. So, um, thanks for you guys. Uh, next super chat that comes in, I'm giving all of it to Ahmed for for his hard work here. Uh, yeah. Ahmed, by the way, congrats to Luke, second child. Talked to him before the game. That's uh, what he. That's what he was going for, huh? Yeah. yeah he, he jumped in a car, made it to Boston. Made it. I'm gonna leave it alone. Before. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. And you oh, had to Drew. miss two games. I'm gonna leave it alone. Where did they have the child? What what state? He uh, came back Boston. to Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. It was whipping down the, the freeway. Well, not him. Good but place someone. to have it. A lot of good hospitals in Boston. Good choice. Yeah, it's a, a it's a big thing here. 
A lot of nurses in Boston. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's gone through this, uh, the whole circuit. <laughs> the nurse circuit. You guys want me to rank the, the, <laughs> the best hospitals in Boston? By, by nurses? <laughs> no, by the, by the care you get, John. Jeez. Come on. By the expertise. It's a good time to end the show before I get my No, it's great. We had all of our kids at, uh, at Brigham. Good, uh, obviously, terrific Brigham, hospital. Brigham, huh? Yep, I'm a Beth Israel guy, but yeah, good for Luke. Uh, good for the Celtics. And we'll like hang out. Guy, we'll hang out. Way. People are mad about that. I didn't wear the yeah. pink hat today. Try to make the Hall of Fame, Jimmy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Next time. You're Next pink. time. What's, what's on that hat? It's a Toronto hat. It's my, oh, va- it's, my, it's my vacation spot. Are you kidding me, dude? You walk around with a Toronto hat? <laughs> As opposed to what? A Celtics hat? Jimmy friggin' Jimmy Jimmy Truro, with his road dude. Like tell me tell me you live in Newton without telling me you live in Newton. Jimmy walking <laughs> around with his Teddy Brewski jersey. Hey guys, look at me. I friggin' love the Pats. With the Duncan's hey guys, ice look- coffee in his hand. Hey, the, uh, me and my friends all look the same and we talk the same and we all wear our Brewski jerseys every yeah, time we go yeah, to Foxborough. Yeah, that's me. Uh, uh, yeah, We're all 5'7". We're- we're vacationing in Truro this week, um, so we're going to the vineyards. Oh, you painted quite a picture. And then we have a limo taking us to the beach. Oh, I hate that I can see that image. Oh man, I hate that I can see that image. Man. Anyway, funny stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it up. I don't again. own. By the way, I don't wear jerseys. For the record, I want no, that never. I don't wear jerseys. I don't wear jerseys. Yeah. I don't even own jerseys. I think it's not even the Pats. Cool. I don't know. I don't think you'd like a Celtics jersey. But I, I have a I have a strong take about jerseys. You shouldn't wear a jersey for if you're older than the guy. Exactly. People are going to hate me for this. I know there's a lot of people that don't that don't agree with me with that. But that's just me personally. I'm not going to wear a jersey of a guy that's that I'm older than. Well, what was your last jersey? Honestly, I have like uh, I have a KG Timberwolves jersey that I bought when I was in like eighth grade. That's the last one you wore. No, but I only have a few left. I have a Pierce jersey because I bought that when I was, you know, a young guy. Uh, I don't have any. I don't have any baseball, hockey. I don't even have a football jersey. No. I think mine might have been Chandler Jones. The only I jersey that. I would wear. The only jersey I would wear today. I don't have one, but I was, just, I was just about to say the only jersey I would wear today for an active player would be Tom Brady because he's actually a guy that. You can, I can still look the up. The Buccaneers him. one. He's a lot older than us. I would wear a Bucks one because I'm glad that he left New England after the way they treated him. He's him coming the back. He's not coming back, John. What was no. that tweet all about? Because John I tweeted, actually... I heard a, I heard a I, it's happening. What was that tweet it was like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I, it's happening. Because they keep throwing verbal bouquets at each other. Non-stop. What do you want him to do? I mean, they're asking. No, they weren't doing that before. And he's unhappy. The whole, the whole I dreamt this thing. Oh, that's really unlike you, John. He, he's <laughs> unhappy and he's un, and he's unencumbered. Um, by you know what? You, Patriots fans don't deserve. Did you really see Brady? Brady come back. Patriots true. fans don't deserve. I literally woke back. up and I was like, this. I, I was like, Brady's coming. I knew it. I was like, he's coming next year. It's happening. Um. Why would, just came, come, why would he come to the Patriots? They just just enjoy it when it happens, all right? Malcolm Brogdon's fine. Tom Brady's returning to the Patriots. Everything is okay. Excuse me. If this happens, the biggest I told you so of all times coming. Like, you know that. So, it's not happening. See. My guy Tom is – he's happy in Florida. And he'll be happy in San Francisco. He'll be happy in San Francisco nah, next year. He'll be going he's to the Niners before he's – 
Yeah. He wants to go back home. I know. He wants to go back home. Come home. It's happening. No, no, no. You know what happened? You know why? Because Patriots fans were brainwashed and they allowed him to leave. They let Belichick kick him out the door. Brainwashed Pats fans into thinking that he wanted... The organization did that, Jimmy. Come on, man. Kraft Kraft stabbed him in the back. Belichick stabbed... Belichick wanted all the... You know, wanted to do it himself. stabbing him in the back for two years. Brainwashed Pats fans into thinking that Brady wanted too much money. He wanted this. He didn't want to play. Blah, blah, blah. No. Brady begged for a contract. He begged... For them to sign him to an extension. They didn't. They didn't want to give him the money. They made him play a lame duck year. They made him play Tom Brady, a lame duck quarterback. Are you kidding me? The most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. At that point, it was over. Oh, that whole last season, we all knew it was over. But it should have. he should have been re-signed prior to that last season. They should have built the team around him. They should have drafted better. And then we wouldn't be talking about Matt Jones versus Bailey Zappi on Sunday. The most pathetic quarterback controversy in the existence of football, I want to throw up every time I think about it. Is this what you did on the Patriots show? Is it? We got a clip right now. <laughs> they could abuse that. Kind of. A couple of weeks ago. Get that ready for. Uh, that was the after Jets the. Game, that was Jimmy. after the. I went on the Patriots show after the Bears game. You can imagine the debacle after that. We had a good show after that one. That was a. That was a wild, wildly horrible, horrible, coached game. <laughs> that was horrible. You know what Brady has. Pat's ever gonna have a listen. Pat's are gonna get a few fake wins here in a row, and just gonna get everybody all riled up. Enormous Brady hands. Have enormous hands. And okay. it's all fake wins. Just remember, these are all fake wins. Just like last year was a bunch of fake wins. This team is everything horrible. about the Pats is fraudulent. It's not a good team, but they'll be good next year with Brady. Um, the uh, Jason Tatum. That's the only way I'll cheer for the Pats is if that happens. But Jason I don't think Tatum um, talking about his wrist. We're just managing yeah, at the moment. The Nothing. I've got to have surgery on. Why even say that? Whoa, whoa. He's joking. Yeah. He's just joking around. You know what he told me? He said he was tired. That's what it was. But with the smirk on his face. Like he's just kind of he's just kind of playing around with these with these quotes now. Cause he's like, listen, this is the thing I'm dealing with. We're gonna continue to deal with. We're gonna tape it up and we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll that's been my approach. And we're gonna keep doing the same thing because it's working for him right now. So um yeah. I don't know. He's kind of shrugging it off. This is his, this is his way of shrugging it off. The wrist is fine. The hamstring's fine. John's muted, so that's fine. That's even. That's actually awesome. I've never understood these types of comments. I always find them amusing. Why do we need to support Mac? Mac? Like he needs you. Listen, I'm not. I'm not trashing anybody. I'm just trashing. I mean, I'm trashing Bill. Because I think that that was. You literally just trashed Bill Mack and Zappy, but that's fine. Um, and that was more of a ricochet, ricochet shot. Yeah, Zappy. <laughs> Nothing personal, guys. I just can't. But you that suck. That's, it's I not your fault. You suck. But you suck. Yeah, nothing personal. I just can't believe that that's the quarterback controversy we're we're dealing with right now. Get him with a straight. Um, and by the way, Pats fans are not going to tell me that I'm the bad Mac guy when they're literally at Gillette Stadium chanting zappy 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 while mac is on the field i mean that was one of the most pathetic displays of fandom i've ever seen in my life that was pretty bad so they should all be ashamed of themselves i I want sherrod to say anything just to let us know he's still there i'm right here just soaking it all in (laughs) we're all listening to the jimmy we're all listening to the jimmy john podcast Exactly. Yeah, this is what it'll sound like. You guys gonna do that? Sherrod's not allowed to talk football because he literally 
started three guys on a bye last week against me, and I had to murder him <laughs> in fantasy after that. I had to um, put that out there, Sherrod. My, my football shit, guy, Cadlick. I when you least expect it, guaranteed. Cadlick started <laughs> four on a bye. Oh, my God. Ugh. Yeah, the 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 league the league is is falling apart here. The the teams are are no, separating. I think yeah, Joe Sway has the most unluckiest record I've ever seen in my life. His team. Let's get out of here. You I looked lying. at your roster because I can't believe you're in first there's place. There's one team. There's one team in the league that might be better than mine. There's That's six the, teams cool. better than yours. You have the few. You have like the seventh yeah, most what? points. You have no points. Every time you play most somebody, points. they score like ninety points. points. Of their first. W- yeah, yeah, because they don't know how to start insane. their players. That's why. All right, you, you would no. know. Now sleeping on free agents. You will be going down quickly. I really pick up four you better guys, pray for I'm, not, I'm not one of those guys that's picking up people every week, but hey, um, don't get on first place. Don't get on first place. I want to quickly post this. This is why Brady's not coming back. This is one of the reasons Pats fans don't deserve Brady to come back. That was that was a playful move. Oh, it's a oh, it's a playful boo, Bobby. See, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Boo, just, just kidding. He started. Well, he's already started, but I'm don't done. Keep him going. I said my piece. We'll have the same conversation, obviously, again when fake rumors start to come up that Brady's coming back. Brady's coming back. I know it. Good night, right. everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, Friday. Uh, who is it? Nuggets. Denver. Oh, that's, that's fun. Oh, Batman. With no, with no Batman returns. Wear the costume. Go, Grant. Oh, it's going to be a Grant night. Oh, man. Those, <laughs> Grant's, Grant's been resting up for this night. Those are so yeah, insufferable. Oh, man. That makes sense. Battle of the Batmans. Here we go. Oh, my be, uh, God. Right around. It, it's going to be Brilliant. a grand night. Uh, we'll let you guys know just again one more time. Check out our uh, sponsor, Athletic Greens, AG1. Uh, athleticgreens.com slash garden for all of your health needs. 75 vitamins, minerals, all into one little tiny scoop of powder. You put it into your water. You are done. All of your health needs are taken care of. Uh, it helps if you don't eat like, you know, pizzas and hot dogs the rest of the day too. But um, <laughs> this is a good way to start your so day. A good a good healthy, yeah, chase it with a soda. A um, little bit, a cup of water, you're done. You don't have to go shopping for a million pills and supplements. It's all there. Athleticgreens.com slash garden. Free one-year supply, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Once again, the Celtics beat the Pistons. Easy. Cruised. 128, Oh even. Ho-hum. They just did it. Uh, and that's that. We're going to wrap it up. We are back on Friday. Thanks, guys.